Hi, my name is Madeline Styers. I'm the Director of Clinical Services at the Hope and Healing Center and Institute. Um, thanks for being here and listening today. Um, we're going to go over seasonal affective disorder, or commonly known as SAD. Um, so what that is, is it's a type of depression that's related to changes in the season, um, typically occurring in the fall and winter. So as the light kind of changes, and maybe the sun isn't out as, as much, and there's overcast and cloud cloudiness, um, we see that people's uh, mood starts to change. Um, it's typically, like I said, in the fall and the the winter months, uh, but sometimes it does happen in the early spring and summer for some people. But the majority of the time it does happen in the fall and winter. Um, so what does SAD look like? It's very similar to kind of standard depression or what we think of as standard depression. Um, so feeling just generally depressed most days, um, low energy, losing interest in things um, that you used to be interested in, um, not having motivation to kind of get up, get out of bed, just a general low energy level. You can have problems sleeping. Maybe your sleep cycle gets off. You're sleeping during the day and awake at night. Um, you experience change, changes in your appetite um, and weight can fluctuate. Um, you just start feeling a little sluggish. Uh, maybe some agitation occurs. Um, oftentimes there's also difficulty concentrating and you'll hear people talk about kind of having a fog brain, so the inability to articulate, um, concentrate, and maybe focus at work. Um, really, one of the big things that can happen is it, it really just interferes with your daily life, interferes with your activities and your relationships. Um, you know, you change from how you how you are in the summer you may be more vibrant and interacting and engaging with people too and like I said low energy feeling sadness um, sometimes there are thoughts of suicide um, you know having low energy and kind of withdrawing and isolating from relationships and in, in your typical life in general so what are five tips for someone with sad or someone who might be experiencing sad the first thing if, if you feel like this is something that you're experiencing, it's important to track that. Um, sometimes we don't realize that our mood is affected by the seasons and how they change. So paying attention to when we start to feel more depressed or, or asking a loved one or someone who maybe you live with or is close to you, like if they're recognizing any changes and if there is any kind of cyclical process to it um, in the sense of during certain seasons, you start to feel more uh, depression and experience that um, in a heightened way. So once you've realized this is maybe something you're experiencing, um, one of the big things that people will talk about that can help with SAD is light exposure. Um, so increasing your exposure to the sunlight. Um, if you're living in an area that doesn't have a lot of sunlight, uh, people will go to tanning beds. You know, they'll, they'll do what they can to get um, that vitamin D, that exposure to sunlight. Um, there are some places that do light exposure therapy. Um, so maybe looking that up. But, you know, if you can, take a vacation, get out, go to the beach, go somewhere. 
uh, but that's not always feasible for a lot of people. So making sure that you're turning lights on in your house, you know, you're getting out um, just warmth on your body, that sunlight, the warmth that we feel on our skin can really um, activate feelings of um, sun exposure. So engaging in that. Staying busy, um, being mentally active. The days that you're really struggling to get out of bed, have a accountability partner, call someone, let them know, get up, stay active, stay busy. Um, if we pull in and retreat too much, it really just adds to this spiral downward into uh, worse depression. Um, so number three is um, maintain your, your schedule, whether it's working out, whether it's getting up and cooking breakfast in the morning or getting to work at a certain time. Um, do your best to maintain your schedule and not adjust during this time too much if it's going to um, exacerbate the issues that you've already, um, you're already experiencing. Uh, number four is don't change or change your diet. If, if you think that maybe the foods that you're eating are also adding to this feeling of heaviness or weighing you down, uh, make more healthy choices, eat an apple a day, keeps the doctor away it's very true apples um, and the, the nutrients in them are very helpful to maintain our gut health and our gut health has been uh, directly attributed to um, our levels of depression and, and our mood so making sure that we're eating non-processed um, healthy foods get those fruits and vegetables in um, it really can make a difference um, nuts are also a great source of uh, protein for people who may be uh, vegan or vegetarian. And then number five, if it gets to the point where you're experiencing more severe symptoms of sad uh, seasonal affective disorder, you might consider um, an antidepressant. Um, again, this isn't necessarily a long-term decision. It's something that might just help boost your energy levels um, and your mood during your during this season. So talk with your doctor, talk with a mental health care provider, um, getting in to see a psychiatrist. Psychiatrists are able to prescribe medication. Therapists and psychologists are not. Um, so talking with either your primary care or a psychiatrist, they can help um, give some guidance and direction to see if you're at the place where medication actually would be beneficial. Um, supplements to um, antidepressants would be vitamins, making sure that you're getting all of your vitamins, making vitamin B um, is, is great for energy. So making sure that you're taking care of yourself and just keeping your body healthy um, is important. So we've got light exposure, uh, stay busy, stay mentally active, um, keep your schedule, change your diet, make more healthy choices, and then um, if those do not help to the level that you are hoping, talk to your doctor about the possibility of a medication and then at what point should you talk to a mental health provider right so there's one option is if you're looking for medication you talk to your doctor you talk to a psychiatrist but what if you you know maybe you're on an antidepressant but you're still experiencing some symptoms um, still needing someone to talk to so you're looking for more support therapy in, in a sense um, at any point that you're experiencing symptoms of seasonal affective disorder, it's fine to reach out to a professional. 
um, reaching out to family and friends can be helpful, but sometimes we do need a little bit more support for someone who has some experience in training and dealing with the symptoms that um, come along with seasonal affective disorder. So at any point in time, it's, it's completely normal and acceptable to reach out to a mental health care professional. If you or a loved one are experiencing seasonal affective disorder and large changes have happened and you're concerned, talk to them, say, hey, look, you know, I'm concerned. I would love to see you get some help. How can I help? Um, some big signs that this person, you or, or that someone else might be needing additional assistance is if they're, um, you know, in a sense, self-medicating with alcohol or drugs um, to help boost their mood or, or manage with the depressive symptoms. Um, if someone, if their sleep patterns are changing, um, they're unable to, to get sleep, sleep deprivation can be very detrimental to our health um, so you want to talk to someone about that um, and then finally if feelings of hopelessness or suicide come up um, we take this very serious you know we always say it's better to address it with someone and then maybe be a little upset that you brought it up because they're not suicidal than us not bring it up and them actually having been suicidal um, you know it's always better to be proactive and ask um, there's a big myth that if you ask someone if they're having thoughts of suicide, that that will actually push them in the direction of suicide, but that is false. Um, more likely than not, if you ask someone if they're having thoughts of suicide, and they are, they're going to be honest and, and open with you, and they're going to be hopefully more receptive to, to finding some help. Um, it doesn't push people towards suicide. So again, um, if you're, you or someone you love is experiencing thoughts of suicide, um, talking with them, asking with them, asking them um, if they're looking for some help um, is the first place to start and then helping them find that. So in the Houston area, we have the Houston Crisis Hotline. Um, the phone number is 713-970-7000. Um, and then the National Suicide Prevention is 800-273-8255. So those are great resources to start with if you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide.